Hello, 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 and welcome to my podcast, The Beauty Squad. So, I've got a treat for all you little beauties out there today. Um, one segment I've been requested to do is wedding makeup. And what I've kind of done is I've got in contact with uh, a makeup artist in the north, um, Fiona Makeup, who I know and I've um, been in contact with before. But her work is unreal. Um, she has an amazing following as well. So I kind of wanted to get in contact with someone who has the experience of doing several makeups in wedding and being specialized in that particular kind of niche in the market to really get a clear understanding of what good kind of uh, wedding makeup looks like and also how that's going to benefit you as the bride or even the groom on the day so it's really great to kind of get the feedback from her and I've kind of fired her some questions and asked the questions I think a lot of brides would like to know and also at the same time if you are a makeup artist and you are maybe thinking of going into that kind of speciality or it's something you're interested in or maybe you just want to gain that extra experience or extra knowledge or it could just be that you're, you're a bride and you're maybe a bit nervous about seeing a makeup artist. You don't know which makeup artist to choose. Um, and you don't know how to maybe approach the process of getting your makeup done on your special day. So, yeah, my personal experience from doing wedding makeups is no bride um, is the same. Um, and how we kind of tackle that as makeup artists or people in the industry is a really clear communication between the makeup artist and the actual bride so that's a great thing I, I remember doing a wedding years ago um where it was like a halloween wedding so it's not like your typical i think it really depends on what the bride is looking for so i think people do have an idea of what makeup for a wedding should look like it should be kind of clean uh, you know a soft kind of look in a way but again it completely depends on what the bride's looking for so let's maybe get into it and we can ask Fiona all those questions and I can give you all the details about her page and who she is and a bit of information on you know getting that perfect look for your special day so welcome Fiona if you like to just tell a bit about yourself first of all please Hi, my name is Fiona Murphy and my business name is Fiona Murphy Makeup and you can find me on Instagram at FM Makeup. I specialise in bridal makeup and I started my business seven years ago. So the first kind of question I would want to ask is what kind of got you into the industry? Like why did you choose doing makeup? I started makeup as a hobby and I started doing makeup on friends and family and I really noticed that there was a gap in the market for a bridal makeup artist in Newry. Fab, and what, and what kind of experience did you have? Did you, did you actually come from makeup or did you, do you have a beauty background in particular? I had no previous beauty experience. I actually worked in recruitment in Belfast for 10 years. And once I was made redundant, I that's whenever I had started to look into makeup. So that's really interesting. Like, I think with what Fiona's kind of saying there is 
she, she, she had no previous experience within makeup. So she's a self-taught um, artist. I think that is so important. Like, like I mentioned previously in a previous segment, it's about your passion and creativity for the industry, whatever you do, whatever job you're in. I think once you kind of have that interest, that kind of flair for it or that passion, that spark of creativity, that is what can take you all the way in any type of um, platform you want to go into, be it social media, be it being makeup artist, special effects, whatever job role basically you want to go into. So that's very interesting to see. So I think one of the questions I think a lot of people ask is, how, how do you grow your business? Like if you start doing freelance, how does it work in regards to getting new clients or getting new customers through the door? started off with just doing friends and family and the more and more people that came to me really spread the word about and that's really how I built my business up. And I think it's important to understand as well like one like Fiona's saying like once she started out she used to do friends and family like I remember when I started doing makeup and it was like I could never do a winged eyeliner and I think I've mentioned this before it was like the hardest thing I could ever do in my life. And I remember my shooter saying to me, you just need to practice. It's it's the skill set you need to kind of enhance where it's like precision. So I got friends and family and I did it on my mom, did it on my sisters, did it on friends. And I just kept practicing, practicing, practicing. And if you think about it, it's just makeup. So you can remove it and start again. And if, if you're feeling like, okay, I really can't do lips properly or I can't apply eyelashes properly, nothing in makeup is permanent unless obviously using like semi-permanent products but if it's something for like lashes for example or practicing like contouring the skin or doing that really precise red lip or uh, that nice winged cat eyeliner it's just makeup you can remove it and start again so definitely what she's saying is correct practice does make perfect so Fiona in regards to kind of going freelance I know a lot of people out there like it's very scary like I think you know people who are in the industry or starting out in the industry they may be working on counters or they may have a secondary job and they don't want to leave that behind what kind of advice would you give to someone maybe who was interested in going freelance I had nothing to lose going freelance I basically had to build up my kit which took a lot of hard work and it does require a lot of money but it did pay off in the end for me because I wanted to grow my business, I decided to do HD Brows um, six years ago. And it meant that I had clients coming midweek. And then I concentrated on my weddings on weekends. And I think that's important as well. Like what Fiona was saying is, like she, she added like an extra string to her bow in a way. Like I think the whole look is so important in, in regards to like brows um the makeup wedding look in general but being kind of specialized in maybe more than one platform like you know ensuring that you can apply eyelashes correctly you know you know how to correct or contour the brows you know because that changes the structure of the face so that's also important as well to really understand all aspects of wedding makeup and how it can impact the overall look what you're trying to achieve and what about people who maybe are wanting to specialise or focus their kind of craft more into bridal makeup? What kind of advice would you give? My advice for anybody who is working, currently working as a makeup artist and wants to specialise more in bridal makeup, um, it can take, it does take a lot of time and 
it does take a lot of money as well investing in your products. Over the years, I have trialed a lot of makeup and it has cost a lot of money, but I suppose I would probably go for more luxury, luxurious products. As you're charging more money for bridal makeup, it has to reflect in the quality of the products that you that you do use on them. And I think this is uh, so important as well. Like when you, I think that whole experience, what people need to understand is when it's like a wedding and it's a bride's day, you know, you get all these things like bridezilla, whatever with uh, particular brides. But what we need to understand is going in there as offering a service to someone is their expectation on the day is like it has to be completely flawless not just the makeup but you know like the day how you actually approach the actual um makeup look as well and you know the longevity of the makeup the makeup needs to last a bride isn't going to be wanting to pay uh, you know money towards you or to get a service done for the makeup to either break up throughout the day or when she's going to get her photos done the, the makeup's gone patchy or it's sliding off the lashes are falling off so that's a good thing to be aware of what Fiona kind of mentions is the quality of the products you're using that you ensure you're maybe using a long wearing foundation you know brides cry on the day that could be a, a sign for me like waterproof mascara so even thinking about the, the smaller details of how you want that look to be and how you can make that look last a lot longer than it usually would because ideally you want that makeup to be on that bride's face for at least 12 hours 8 to 12 hours at least because that's the kind of time frame of most weddings or when they're going, going to the church how they get there the transport there in the church the service or if they're having it in a hotel so there's a lot of travel a lot of movement a lot of stress on the face so you want to ensure that those products you're putting on are going to last and that skin and that look is going to continue to be looking flawless, you know, five, six, seven, eight hours after application. Okay, so that's fab. So think of, okay, so you've been out there and you're a makeup artist and you've got a booking, pings through on your Instagram message, hiya, I'm interested in a trial. I've seen maybe your page or I've heard about you. How would you approach doing a trial? Like what would be your kind of run through of doing a trial with a bride? Bride first comes for her trial. We will discuss what look she is going for. Sometimes I'd say to brides, if they take pictures or look through my Instagram and if there's any particular makeup look that they like, then we will try that. And I think that's quite important as well. What she mentions is it has to be very visual. So I think when brides come to see you, like it is really good for them to say like, you know, this is what I love. Here's a few images. Like they can sometimes have celebrity images as well. What else would you kind of recommend? It's also finding out, it's very, very important to find out what they don't like. I think it's also very, very important at a trial for the bride to feel very comfortable. And if she doesn't like anything, not to be afraid to say if she doesn't like it. And I think that's also a key kind of thing when you're doing any type of trial, be it a wedding or be it a particular look. You know, don't be offended that sometimes what you think, I know like back in the day, like with my experience, I would be like, okay, this is going to suit this customer. It's what I envision. But sometimes customers like, no, I don't like it. I hate it. It's not what I'm looking for. At the end of the day, like I mentioned previously, it's just makeup. You can remove it and start again. But again, I think that comes down with your consultation with the customer. I think asking the right que uh, questions to that customer 
of, you know, what are they looking for? What's their ideas? What's their likes? What's their dislikes? You know, is there any particular look they're looking to achieve? Is there looks they completely hate and they want to avoid? Like some brides don't like wearing red on the day for their lips. Some like to wear uh, nude lips, for example. Some people love gloss. Some people hate gloss. So it's just, again, asking those right questions when you're actually in that consultation part of any type of makeup. And what about kind of styling, Fiona? Like, what, what would you say in regards to their dress? I would also ask a bride if she has a picture of her dress and um, her hair as well, if she's gone for a trial. It gives you a better idea of what the final picture will look like. Yeah, and I actually totally agree with that. I believe that if a bride is coming to you and say, for example, a bride came to me and was like, okay, my hairstyle is like kind of the very old Hollywood glamorous soft waves. Already in my head, I'm kind of thinking like a lovely defined eye with, you know, a bit of contour in the crease, maybe like a really strong lip, that kind of old Hollywood look. That would be something I would be thinking already. So like that kind of definitely does give a, an, an artist an idea of the overall look they're trying to achieve. Again, if their hair is up and they've got a very kind of soft, flowy kind of updo, that could mean that in, in their makeup, they want something very ethereal, very kind of glowy, very soft palette. Uh, kind of muted pewter shades on the lid so again that's a really good idea ask them to bring as much information as possible i know a lot of brides even have like kind of look books in a way where they've kind of got like uh torn out bits of what they're looking for overall kind of makeup looks what their dress is going to be like what their hair ideas are so that kind of ties together and creates a picture or overall picture for you as an artist of what maybe the look they're trying to achieve. So it makes it a lot easier on both sides and there's kind of no um, misinterpretation of what the overall goal is looking to be achieved in that particular look. So what about brands or particular products you use on your brides? Like, is there any particular set ones you like or like to use? Brands that I mostly use on my brides, um, my favourite foundation to use is Illamasqua Skin Base Foundation. Um, I find the photographs really beautiful and I love the colours as well. I I generally tend to mix my colours of foundation. I tend to stick to one brand. I use different brands, um, varying from Tom Ford to NARS, Dior, um, be perfect cosmetics as well and again you're kind of looking at stuff which or brands which is suited to yourself like it could be your budget as well someone who's starting out in makeup may not have that maybe budget to kind of go more kind of luxury brands so it just depends on what you're looking for within your actual range of price range of products to actually be using so i remember when i was doing um makeup a good few years back and it was when I first kind of started doing wedding makeup so I was like this is gonna be a breeze it's just a simple look I can easily bang through one bride and four bridesmaids easy so what I find was it was very stressful because you're kind of automatically under pressure if you if you're not giving yourself enough time to kind of do the makeups allow for any extra correcting or say for example something goes wrong and you maybe have to remove something or you know just correction and not leaving yourself enough time to kind of be set up and get ready for the actual looks you're going to do one of my questions i asked fiona was or i wanted to know was how does she plan for her day i get asked a lot what would be my maximum number in a bridal party 
it generally depends. On average, I do about five people in a bridal party, but it can go up to as high as seven or eight people. But that all depends on the time of the mass. If the mass is booked for three o'clock in the afternoon, then I'm able to do it. But if it's, say, a 12 o'clock mass, I wouldn't be able to do eight people. My typical day, um, whenever I'm doing a bridal party, I would have to get up very early. It's generally between 5am and 6am because most of the time I have to travel to the to either the venue or um, the bride's house in the mornings. Once I arrive at the house, um, it can take about 10 minutes just to get everything set up and I bring a ring light with me, which is really vital because it can be quite dark in the mornings. Yeah, that's actually a really great tip. I, I, I think when you're going to a house, like you do need light. Like I, the best investment you can make is buying a ring light because you need that all over kind of light where you've got no shadows or do you know sometimes if you're working in someone's kitchen and they have patio doors and you've got like the natural sunlight coming through you've got artificial light above their head you've got shadows within like their kitchen or wherever you are it could be the conservatory so that's one thing to really be aware of is your lighting especially if you're doing weddings like maybe later on in the year like more fall more autumn winter where you don't have that natural light anymore or you're losing that light a lot quicker or you could be doing the makeup in the morning where, you know, it's darker and that, that different type of lighting in the morning is completely different to like that natural kind of daylight. So just be aware of, you know, your actual surroundings at the time. So you're fully prepared, you know, with the lighting and you've got everything covered from that aspect. That's actually a very good point. And what does like a typical day look for you? Like what, how do you feel on that day when you're actually doing the makeup for the bride and the bridesmaids? I really love being part of a bride's wedding day. It's just a lovely feeling and it's generally really, really good crack on the morning of the wedding. And you really find that your time goes so fast because you are having the crack with everybody. The important part of my job is to make sure that the bride is happy with how she looks. At the end of the day, when she puts on her dress, you want her to feel amazing. And I think that is important, like at the end of the day, they're paying for a service and they are looking for perfection. It's a day which is going to be captured for their lifetime. And, you know, it's it's such an honour to be part of that day as well. Like, but you want the kind of bride for like a million dollars. So it is, it is an interesting thing to do. Like, and I think it's fun. It's It, it can be draining. It's It can be exhausting. But at the end of the day, you do have the balance with the brides and the bridesmaids because, you know, everyone's excited. It's a, it's a bride's big, big day. You've got the family around them. You've got like all the bridesmaids as well. So it really is a great day to be part of. And I think you do feel that kind of energy on the day when you're doing it. And like, everyone's just really excited. It's like everyone's going out, like you're kind of with your girlfriends and you're getting ready, except from you're the one who's getting everyone ready. So that kind of wraps it up for the segment on wedding and my questions and answered, I asked Fiona. So again, just to kind of go back to Fiona like amazing artist she has a great following behind her so definitely check out her Instagram it's FM makeup so F for Foxtrot M for Mike and then makeup so definitely have a look at her Instagram page and hit her up with a few messages if you know anyone who was maybe interested in getting um, bridal makeup up the north or if you're looking 
for anywhere really i'm sure she travels so definitely have a look at that again thank you so much fiona for your um answers to the questions it was amazing chatting with you today thanks very much for the questions and i hope i have answered everything for any brides to be amazing so again thank you to my listeners for today and i hope i kind of covered as much as i can in regards to um wedding makeup and how to achieve that look how to kind of source a makeup artist you know what a day typically looks like during during an actual makeup consultation and actually during the day of the wedding so you kind of have a clearer idea of what to expect or what to maybe ask for or just be aware of so again thank you so much to all my listeners out there who are supporting this podcast it really is amazing and I couldn't be doing it without your support. So again, thank you. Um, our next episode, we are going to be focusing on something amazing as well. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. And I hope you all stay safe. Lots of love from the Beauty Squad. Bye.